0: To the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 274 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today what we're going to be talking about is the lateral retinacular release of the knee. We'll be discussing what a lateral retinacular release is, indications for the surgery, and post-operative treatment consideration tips. So today's podcast is one of a little bit of controversy now. Um, You know, 20 to 30 years ago when I was, uh, you know, treating patients, it was not uncommon to see... A patient in your office who's had a lateral release of the knee uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, There was always somebody uh, who had it, just about everybody who had patellofemoral dysfunction, uh, who failed conservative therapy, had a lateral release. Um, But then over time, what we notice is uh, a significant drop-off in that particular procedure. Well, why is that? Well, a lot of research came out showing that the outcomes were really not as good as what they had expected. And um, it just really drove uh, orthopedic surgeons to doing them less and less and less. Um, But what I want to do is kind of talk about why the lateral retinacular release was done um, and uh, why it should still be done on occasion. Um, And so, You know, this is a a procedure used to treat anterior knee pain, patellofemoral dysfunction, patellofemoral chondromalacia, whatever you want to call it, lateral patella compression syndrome. Um, And uh, what the orthopedic surgeon does is use an arthroscopy, they will surgically... Cut the lateral patellar retinacular tissue, okay, in order to help allow that patella to ride more medially. So we have a medial retinaculum and a lateral retinaculum that kind of hold that patella uh, in a nice neutral position. Remember that patellofemoral joint is inherently unstable. So um, the retinaculum are very important as far as holding that patella in the right place. But if that lateral side is a little bit tight or somebody's having a lot of lateral patella discomfort, um, when that lateral retinaculum is released, the, the in theory, is supposed to allow that kneecap to ride medially a little bit more. And the idea is to improve patellofemoral tracking. Um, but a few downfalls to the surgery is that if the patient... Had patellofemoral instability prior to the surgery, the lateral retinacular release could render them a little too unstable. Now and then, end up with a recurrent dislocation or subluxation of the patella, and so that is something to take into consideration. The Other problem with having this surgery which was a bigger factor for me as a physical therapist was that there was so much effusion associated with it um, because that tissue is so vascular just kind of bleeds inside the joint. There is a big pocket of fluid on that lateral gutter um, and it would cause swelling for about three to four months in most people it wasn't uncommon i used to panic after three or four weeks and say why is this knee still swollen um and then my uh, my mentor and uh, boss at the time you know would always tell me you know they swell for a long time i've seen a lot of these and it's very common and then over time after seeing many many of these uh, it was very common so then we could put people to rest and say you know listen this is understandable, this is going to happen with this particular procedure. And then they would understand that that was, quote, unquote, normal uh, after having that done. Uh, I used to see uh, patients after the procedure a lot. And, you know, for the most part, they had you know good outcomes. The literature, though, is all over the place with this procedure. So, you know, doing the lateral release almost came to a halt because of that. There was just so much inconsistency in the outcomes. And uh, so people just, I think, shied away from doing it. Um, but the research also shows, you know, success with um, patients who have lateral patella compression syndrome and it's isolated to lateral patella compression syndrome. So basically that uh, patella is tilted laterally. There's tenderness to the lateral patellar um, junction and region. Uh, Those people, when they have that and it's isolated, they'll do well. The research also shows that there is a pretty high success rate with just passively stretching that lateral retinaculum. Only problem is it has to be done a lot and the patient will have a hard time doing this themselves. And I've seen some try to do it. And for some reason, they're bent forward. They can't relax that quad very well. Um, They're not sure how hard to push. And so they don't do a very good job at, you know, stretching that on a regular basis. Now, I am not an orthopedic surgeon, but I have um, seen some stuff from my experience that I think would Certainly help guide an orthopedic surgeon in regards to doing it or not. Um, that's where I think there should be good communication between the PT and the orthopedic surgeon, especially if we've had a chance to work with the patient quite a bit. So patients who have isolated patellofemoral retinacular pain. OK, so that synovium on the lateral side of the knee is tender to touch and. Um, those folks will do fairly well with a lateral retinacular release. Now, patients who also have a lateral patella tilt. So if you look at that patella and it is tilted laterally, so that lateral side is down toward the femoral condyle more so than the other side. Or you try to untilt that kneecap and it's very hard to do. And you can feel the tightness of that lateral retinaculum. Those folks will also do well with this procedure. I also have found that people who have it more on one side will do better and if the patella doesn't glide medially as much as the good side and some out there have stated that you know the patella needs to glide at least 50 percent of the width of the patella over the medial femoral condyle i think that's a bit much myself um as a sign of lateral retinacular tightness but um you know what i do is i compare it to the other side and if it's significantly tighter Um, and there is a lateral tilt, and there is tenderness to that lateral patella femoral compartment, then those are all good signs. Now, patients um, who can quad set better while the patella is held medially, or if they are doing like a leg press, let's say like a single legged leg press on a shuttle, um, and you can hold that patella manually, medially a little bit more, and it takes that lateral patella femoral compression off and they feel stronger and they have less pain, that's a good indicator. One of the things I like to do is I like to um, place a patient on a a leg press machine. We have the shuttle cardiomuscular trainer. And um, what I do is I have them do a reasonable amount of weight, something that is enough to stress their leg and cause them lateral patellofemoral pain. And I have them press 10 times. And I make sure that I measure or I put a mark where the foot is on the board. And I make sure their body doesn't move on it. And so once um, they have done 10 reps and I tell them, think about how it feels. OK, then what I do is I'll either use Leuco tape and pull that medial that patella medially or put them into like an on track knee brace, which grabs that kneecap and pulls it medially. And I will have them get in exactly the same position with the exact same weight, and I will have them push again. And then I will ask them, is there a difference? And typically, if there is a difference, if there is a problem with the patellofemoral joint, they will say, gee, I had less pain and I felt a lot stronger. Well, those people are going to do well with this particular type of procedure, all right? And, um, those are you know things to think about when you are treating patients conservatively before they have surgery uh and even after they have surgery okay so think about what that patellofemoral joint does and how do we take that lateral patella compression off okay or decrease that somewhat so I want to throw some tips for once the patient has had surgery for the lateral retinacular release. Um, I think what we're finding now is there's a little bit less swelling because the release isn't so large. It's not going from the vastus lateralis all the way down to Gertie's tubercle, like uh, some have done in the past, and uh, which has caused a lot of instability and a significant amount of effusion. Um, but nonetheless, they will all have effusion in the knee, and that's kind of what I like to start with. I like to start with managing that. Now, you're not going to push these people really hard because it's a, you know, it's a fairly uncomfortable procedure. That effusion is going to cause reflex inhibition, right? And the other thing that you'll notice is there's going to be a an area along the lateral gutter that is really going to pop out a lot. And um, so what I like to do with these folks is I like to compress them. Uh, I don't get crazy with compression, just a nice light compression. I usually will use like a coflex wrap um, or a, a light um, compression sleeve. But if I'm coflex wrapping them, what I'll do is I'll take a little t foam and I'll put a, you know, probably a two inch by four inch piece or right over that lateral gutter and um, right on that isolated pocket of swelling. And then I'll do a coflex wrap from the mid-calf up to mid-thigh and just keep that compression on for several hours just to help get that swelling out of there. Um, And people also get a little bit of relief of having that isolated pressure over the lateral gutter. And it also helps to keep that knee medial a little bit because remember, we don't want it to scar down laterally again, okay? Next, you need to activate the quadriceps, okay? The quads will be suppressed, so you want to turn that back on. and, And these people are going to become atrophied really fast after a lateral release because of it. So you want to try to turn this back on. You can use some uh, Russian stimulation to the VMO area and the quad, try to activate it, but don't cause lateral patella pain um, if they are doing this. So you find that comfortable range with them. You might put a little roll under their knee and just have them work on some quad sets while they have the um, neuromuscular reeducation on. Go slowly with these folks, okay? They're very easy to flare up. They'll swell up really quickly if you push them too hard. Um, I also like to do some very gentle medial patella gliding or stretching because, again, we don't want to re-scar that lateral side. Uh, So just keeping it moving medially nicely is fine. If they've had no previous patellar instability, um, then I'm not too worried about that, especially if they were just an isolated lateral patella compression syndrome. I like to avoid aggressive abduction hip exercises with weight at the ankle or resisted bands at the ankle because it really increases the contraction of that IT band, which has fibers that attach next to the lateral retinaculum and have this lateral pull, okay? And so I try to avoid, you know, really reaming on that IT band early on. So what I might do is um, use weight above the knee or I might use bands above the knee, but you know, obtaining better glute meat and glute max strength is very important early on, um, so I really hit those hard. Um, remember, ice does not get rid of swelling, okay? But cryo compression, on the other hand, can serve two purposes. The ice and uh, cryo can help to decrease the pain, and the compression can help with the swelling. So things like cryocuffs or um, you know compression pumps or things like that can be very helpful in decreasing that swelling in the leg. So I'm all for it. Um, focus on good leg alignment. A lot of these people who have lateral patella compression syndrome have uh, a valgus knee posture when they squat. They have a a poor functional squat. Um, Glutes are weak. The knees collapse inward. The feet go into pes planus. So I may put these folks into, you know, like an off-the-shelf pair of orthotics to support the medial arch and stabilize the heel. I also like to get those glute meds, glute max, um, contracting right away. And um, when we start to get into some squatting activities, like like lower than body weight squats, like on the shuttle or a leg press machine um I really focus on good leg position and we avoid that valgus caving while they're doing the squat now because you can't push these folks really hard to build that quad strength I'm a big advocate of BFR blood flow restriction training um, and this is a great option early on I've even found that with some of my patients it's helped with the swelling contrary to what you would think it would do Um, but these folks can get a nice big workout without using heavy weight whatsoever um, and um, prevent all that atrophy in the quad so um, that is definitely definitely a suggestion I would make. Now, You know, as patients start to get better, the swelling goes down, the quad is reactivating. That's when you start to just, you know, get back into more functional activities. You're starting to get them on a bike or an elliptical trainer. And, um, you know, high speed cycling early on is more important than high resistance cycling only because uh, you want to get more of a hydroplaning effect of that patellofemoral joint. You don't want to have a lot of patellofemoral compression. Um, And make sure that seat is nice and high so that they're uh, not flexing too hard while they're doing that. But ultimately, you know, getting them back to their sports or their daily activities and uh, and uh, getting back into you know basically a functional restoration type of program is important. Um, but again, done for the right purpose, these folks will do really well in the long run. And um, I hope that uh, the next time you see somebody who's had a lateral release, you feel more comfortable treating them and have a better understanding of what the procedure is and uh, how we manage them postoperatively. So I hope you enjoyed uh, today's topic. I wish you all have a great day. Be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.